because you are you. Who else are you going to be? And I'm back in La La Land from New York City. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. A people live in a hole in the ground. New York, New York, it's a... Eh, that ain't wonderful town, let me tell you. I'm back to be in La La Land. But, but the exciting news is your TikTok bubby was so lucky and I'm so grateful because I <laughs> worked in a commercial in New York City and the director was Nima Vaughn. Oh my God, in case you don't know who he is. He was on a show called The Shaws of Sunset. And now he's living in New York City for the last couple of years. Let me drink some coffee. And it was for Frito-Lay. So here's the deal. Let me talk about this, which was amazing. So we filmed in this great place in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Now, this girl is a Brooklyn girl. I'm from Flatbush and Borough Park. We never went to Williamsburg back in the day. I mean, you know, we didn't. I don't know why we never did, but, you know, I went to college in Bed-Stuy, Pratt Institute, but we never went to Williamsburg, a place called Bagelsmith. And that place is the hip, slick, and cool, like Williamsburg is now the hip, slick, and cool place with all these hipsters there. Busy, very busy. So we filmed in there, and what did we film? Your TikTok bubby got to eat some unbelievably fabulous, incredible, amazing food made by Frito-Lay. And you know, you all know by now, if you've seen my TikToks and TikTok bubby, my favorite snack is Cheetos, crispy Cheetos. And I have them every Wednesday, every Wednesday with some ice cream after that. I like it salty and sweet. And anyway, so I did that, and oh my God, I was so lucky to taste these concoctions that Frito-Lay came up with, all of their Cheetos, every Cheeto they ever made, Flaming Hot Cheetos, Extra Flaming Hot Cheetos, Funyuns, Limon, oh my God, every single thing that they came up with. And you know what they did, believe it or not? Wow. They put them in cream cheese. Now, I was raised on bagels and cream cheese, not lox, because believe it or not, mother did not like lox. What can I say? We never had it growing up. I don't know why. Maybe we were too poor. That was it. We were too poor to buy bagels and lox. So she made bagels and cream cheese. Okay, so... Basically, what happened is I brought my purple glove, the infamous purple glove that I wear when I eat my Cheetos, of course. And then they, oh my God, a cornucopia of every type, cornucopia is the big word, of every type of bagel that was there. There was salty bagels, poppy seed bagels, regular bagels, everything bagels, onion bagels, every type of bagel that anybody could ever want. This place had, oh my God, I'm just, and I ate everything. I tried everything. And it's funny before they said, there's a spit bucket if you don't want anything. And I said, honey, put the spit bucket aside. Wow, and I ate every bagel they gave me. Oh my God, with the cream cheese, 
with all of the spicy, incredible, hot, very hot, very, very hot, Funyuns, limon. Oh my God, there were so many things I loved. Oh my God, I was so happy. I like to eat. I'm not lying, especially bagels. Oh my God. And then they had me fix my own bagel, which I like burnt, burnt to a crisp. Mm. So I want to thank Frito Lay. You guys are amazing. Frito Lay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The agency and the company and the director and all the people. I'm crying. I'm crying because I was so lucky when people love me. And that brings up another point, okay? And I'm not going to say who the advertiser was. But the advertiser that was going to advertise with me on my, my podcast pulled out. I guess I just wasn't their brand or their style or something. Maybe because I discuss gay and lesbian issues, trans issues, drag issues, my sex life. I'm a real person. I'm a 75-year-old person that's had lots of experiences in my life. And I like to share them. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? That's what happened. I'm not going to say who the advertiser was. But... Unfortunately for them, they decided they didn't want what I had. which means go in good health in Yiddish. So that, that brings me to the point of, hooray, I'm going to read The Show Goes On at an Oasis of Inclusion. Celador Bookstore in Riverside finds a new home for its community of readers and its drag queen story hour. Hooray by Gerard Den. If you happen to be in Riverside on April 29th, there was only one place you go could go to properly celebrate Independent Bookstore Day. Celador, the sole indie bookstore in the Inland Empire, selling new titles for children and adults. If you full, pulled up into the lot that day, the first thing you would spot even before the straw, straw front was a pair of pride flags, rainbow and trans affirming, blue, pink, and white, ripping in a breeze, carrying the faint sound of cheers. Celador wasn't just celebrating the National Indie Bookshop holiday. It was holding its final drag queen story hour at the Canyon Crest Town Center, a location it has occupied since its founding 11 years ago. While protests against drag shows have escalated over the last year, drawing national headlines and even a statewide ban, this blue state bookshop was facing a fight of its own. Celador hmm. owner Linda Sherman Newrick received notice in January from the shopping center's management that her month-to-month lease would terminate on February 30th. <laughs> the news shook Riverside's passionate book lovers. Celador announcement was reposted and shared many a times across Twitter and Instagram, where it received at least 75,000 impressions and more than 1,000 likes. Sherman Newrick and many of her supporters suspected the whole drag events might have played a role in the Canyon Crest eviction. A drag queen hour had taken place just two days before the notice of termination. Earlier events had been interrupted by cross-wielding protesters and far-right groups. Canyon Crest responded with a press release denying the move was 
politically racial or otherwise motivated, instead citing the death of the center's developer, Mark Thompson, which had led to a new strategic plan that required moving some tenants out. One other tenant has been so far forced out. Celador was granted an extension of two months. Whatever the case, the result for Sherman Nurek, her staff, and her customers was the same. The hurt they felt over the possible loss of an inclusive gathering place in a bright spot in the bookstore desert that was undeniably real. Okay? Wow. Wow. I'm so sad about that. Drag is not a crime, says Kelly K. Dahl at top left reading a story with Scalene Onyx X during Independent Bookstore Day at Zelador. The store owned by Linda Sherman Nurek will be relocating to a nearby spot after its lease was terminated. Okay. On the day of Zelador's last event, a dozen or so supporters were set up along the portico leading to the entrance, there to defend customers in the event of a protest. They outnumbered the protesters. Two men in baseball hats and sunglasses quietly observed nearby signs promoting LGBTQ plus rights, included one that read, you are seen and loved. Many supporters wore pins and t-shirts from the organization Free Moms Hugs, which I do have a hoodie of theirs. Thank you very much. Inside the store, a dozen school-aged children and toddlers sat in rapt attention. As three drag queens read aloud, their eyelashes fluttering. And let me tell you something, honey, about eyelashes. First thing I always ask on a commercial shoot, will you give me lashes? Well, this commercial shoot I did for Frito-Lay, by the way. Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay. I had eyelashes, I'm just saying, okay? All right. <laughs> Again, inside the store, a dozen school-aged children and toddlers sat in rapt attention as three drag queens read aloud, their eyelashes fluttering and rhinestones jangling. Even with the shutter and flash of a background camera going off, the listeners, a notoriously fidgety demographic, sat unmoving, engrossed in Gustav is missing about a mushroom boy looking for his lost slug. A lot of the kids have been com coming since the very beginning, said one of the readers. Stage name Athena Kills, who was serving business professional in an emerald ensemble with slit sleeves contrasted by her bright red wig. And we literally watched them growing up from little toddlers to grown kids. Now it's amazing. It's beautiful. The drag queens were organized by a former employee, Alyssa Thomas, who has pitched the idea even years ago. Sherman Newrick jokes that the drag queens have become so popular with the children that she can't even look at herself as a reader. After the story hour, a long line formed of children eager for their photo op with the queen. Oh. Sherman Newrick started charging $5 per adult after protesters entered and disrupted an event. Police suggested it might deter them. This particular reading sold out, but money has never been the focus of their participation. I didn't come out of the closet till I was like 21, said Scalene Onyx XX, 
who is dressed to the nines in a cowboy-themed outfit complete with a pink tutu and knee-high purple boots. So to be able to pave the way for this newer generation to come out, have fun, and just be themselves is rewarding. But that visibility, the move from dark clubs into the daylight is a double-edged sword. The criminalization of drags in Tennessee and bills in other states that put drag queens across the country at risk. Even at Cellar Door, they've been heckled and called groomers. They have learned to be careful after performances, making sure they can make a quick exit if a situation escalates to physical violence. But Kelly K. Dahl, wearing an elegant purple cocktail dress, inspired by Disney's Encanto, said if she wasn't cowed by such threats, if I end up in a bad predicament, I know I'm going in a way that I was doing what I wanted to do in life. Drag is not a crime. Oh. Sherman Nurek says her new landlord has already made it clear that story time will not be a problem. The bookstore and the drag show will go on. And Deng is queer is a queer Angelino, a multimedia journalist who wrote this article. Oh my God. So your TikTok Bubby loves talking about these kinds of things. And maybe that's why. The people who wanted to advertise with me decided not to advertise with me. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know. What do you think? Anyway, I'm back, bitches. That's right. And I'm going to say bitches and everything like that. I'm back, bitches, because this is my free and easy and accessible podcast of things I like to talk about. And you know what? I was back in New York and I was with my family. I was staying with my family who I love dearly, but I must admit, sad to say, they are conservatives. I don't know how that happened. Or maybe even better yet, proudly, I don't know how I became a left-wing liberal person, but I'm so happy I did being around these conservative types of people. And they're my family. And I'm very sad about that. I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah, they're just afraid. They're inclusive. They're scared. They're scared to be outside of the box, which, by the way, I have never been frightened of being outside the box. I'm just saying always have I always been outside the box from the time I was a young child. And I was like outside the box because we lived outside the box. In fact, Sometimes we had to live in a box because we were so poor. You know, we were very lucky in some sense because my grandmother took us in, my bubby. Let me tell you something. It wasn't always very easy because we were vagabonds. You know, basically that's what we were. And my father, even though he's not admitting he was, he's passed. I believe he was bisexual because he slept with my mother and had two kids but I remember once when I was living in Cleveland and I was singing in the cabarets and some guy calls me on the phone. I'm in love with your father. I said, you are? Now, who's going to call me looking for my father, that he was in love with my father? That, you know, was the clue to a lot of things with my dad, I think, because he couldn't openly admit who he was and what he was all about, you know, so... 
I believe my father was by God rest his soul. And if that was the case, you know what? I, I would have accepted him. Of course I would have. I always accepted him anyway. <laughs> he lived with me before he died, just like my mother. So I accept everybody for who they are. But my family's different. They're psychologically very different, morally, spiritually, very different than who I am. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not easy um, being around family like that. But gratefully, I was able to stay with my aunt and uncle. My uncle is going to be 94 years old. God rest. God, God, I, God, God bless. I was going to say, God rest. God bless. My aunt's 87. And, you know, they're amazing for their age. He still has, maybe his body is weak and hunched over, but his mind is brilliant. <laughs> he still likes to give it to me. A zets here and there, you know. A kibitz, just like my aunt, not so much, but anyway, I was able to see uh, them and my cousin, who I adore, my youngest cousin, my favorite cousin, one of my favorite, but my favorite first cousin, who is going through some major issues in his life himself right now. But he's a sweet boy, and I really love and miss, and I'm, I'm glad that I was with them because you never know how much time anybody has, right? Of course, right. And I'm just so grateful to have gone to New York. And let me tell you something. Those people and that agency that brought me out to New York, I would have paid for myself. That's right. Didn't matter. I would have gone and paid for my own plane fare, but they paid for everything. I'm so lucky. Nima Vond, if you hear this or ever see me or hear me again, if we work together, I pray we do. You're the bomb, Nima Vond. I adore you. You know, you're a Los Angelino native doll. So come back here so we can work together or bring me back. Oh, my God. And that Bagel Smith, Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay, a Frito-Lay. Frito-Lay, oh my God. You know I'm going to be the first person. And they asked me, you know, would you buy this cream cheese? Of course I would buy it with all those different hot Cheetos, super hot Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos. Um, limon, because I love lime. Anything like that, I will buy. So there you go. LA people love to try different things. And I've lived here, wow. Since 1976, June 15th, 1976, my then agent brought me out at a sing in a club called the Towpath Inn, where I, it was a cabaret, it was a gay cabaret, and of course, my kind of place. What gay place isn't my kind of, Towpath Inn, the garden district, the carriage trade, oh my God, those clubs back in the 70s. You know, Studio One, those kinds of places. Oh, my God. Seventh Heaven. It was amazing. Those places were out of this world. So, yes, I moved out here then. And, you know, when I got off the plane, I never looked back. I looked at the sky. I looked at everything, the blanket of carpet, of, you know, the lights. And I looked at everything and I thought, I'm never moving back to New York. What was there for me in New York anymore? Nothing. 
family, yes, okay, but it was time for me to move on and grow up at 28 years old. I was 28 years old when I came out here. So I've lived here since 1976, wow. That's amazing. To me, that's amazing. And I lived in West Hollywood, of course, the gay area first, then Hancock Park, then moved to Cleveland, then moved back to Hollywood. Um, Los Feliz, stayed in Los Feliz for a very long time and then moved to Hollywood. And now we're in the Valley. We're living in the San Fernando Valley, North Hollywood, California. Yay. So I'm giving a shout out today. Once again, Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay. I love you all at Frito-Lay. You're the bomb. And Nima Vaughn, Nima Vaughn, Nima Vaughn. I love you. Gorgeous. We're talking fabulous and gorgeous as as much as he's gorgeous he's very kind and very sweet so if you're feeling bad today if you feel like nobody loves you if you feel like the world is turning on a dime towards you remember I love you okay and be good to yourself today because if you're not going to be good to yourself you know who are you going to be good to and there are people in the world that love you. You just have to find them. You have to find, and don't forget that the show goes on at an oasis of an inclusion. And when the new place, Cellar Door, opens up, I hope they'll invite me there for their opening because TikTok Bubby loves LGBTQIA plus people, drag, trans, you know, people of color. Um, people who don't know who they are, people who are looking for a relationship, lonely people, sad people. I support all of you, no matter what. Remember that I support you all and I believe in you and I believe in you because I believe in myself. At 75 fucking years old, I believe in who I am and I just want to let you know that if nobody told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. Who else are you going to be but yourself, right? Be true to yourself. As they used to say, be your authentic self. You may not have a lot of people who are behind you as your authentic self. They want you to be who they want you to be and not who you are. Remember that. To be your authentic self, you have to be True to yourself, right? Of course, right. God bless you. I love you all. Take care of yourself. If you need to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on my TikTok. TikTok Bubby, follow me, you know, because I like to make posts. I love you all. Mwah!